Technology Tab. This is Professor J. Rod. On today's episode, we're going to talk about power supplies. We're going to talk about what do we need them in the computer, different type of connectors that come with the power supply. Explain a little bit of troubleshooting and what happens if one goes out. Let's get to it. All right, welcome back. I just want to, before we start, want to remind you that at the end of the podcast, I would ask a question on this topic. And if you answer correctly by emailing me at professorjrod at gmail.com, the first two listeners who answer the question correctly, I will send them a prize. On today's episode, it's about power supply. And what is a power supply well power supply unit is a critical component and they provide power to the motherboard and all the other components attached to it in the back of the computer there's a box where you plug in the connector in order to get power that's your power supply power supplies are rated in watts with 500 watts being the standard that Comtia recommends. There are different types of form factors of power supply and form factors are basically the size of it. There's the ATX PSUs, power supply units are used in computer cases that support ATX and micro ATX. And then there's a small form factor PSUs are used in computer cases that support mini ITX or smaller form factors. There are many different power supply connectors on the power supply. Uh, One that you may be familiar is the Molex power connector, also known as the standard connector. This is used to power most internal devices like IDEs, older CDs, uh, supplies 5 and 12 volts. Uh, You need to know that for the exam. Then you have your SATA drive power connector. These are the ones that power most of the new uh, hard drives and CDs nowadays. Especially if it's SSD used on SATA drives. Supplies 5 volt, 12 volt, and 3.3. The differences with the Molex, you could probably, for the most part, you can connect one or two of them on the same cable. Uh, with the SATA cables, the, you know, the, it's only one-to-one connector. You have your PCIe power connector used to give additional power to PCIe video cards. That's if you have one of these video cards that are very robust and need its own uh, or extra power. It's six, it comes in six pins and eight pins, and they both supply 12 volts. Then you have your ATX connector or your motherboard connector. 
It supplies 5, 12, and 3.3 volts. It gives power to the motherboard. Comes in a 20 and a 24 pin version. If you have a 20 pin power adapter on the motherboard, you can actually plug a 24 pin into it. It'll still work. Alright, ATX 12 volt, it's a four pin connector, also known as the P4 connector. And it connects to the motherboard to give power to the CPU. So you may have uh, one that's 20, and then you have an, an extra four in case you need it. They also have splitters and adapters with power supplies. Adapters are useful when a PSU lacks the required connector. They convert one connector to another. The major difference between connectors is their size and shape. So it's possible to get any adapter for any situation. You can get a Molex to SATA. You can get a Molex to PCIe. You can even get an ITX 20 pin to an ITX 24. Splitters can multiply a connector and convert it. Now they consider, as we go into a little bit of troubleshooting here, first sign that a power supply is failing is what? The computer doesn't turn on. In order to verify this, you can do a couple of things. You can either use a power supply tester and test the power supply or use a multimeter. But I think the easiest way is just to test a power with a spare power supply. Now, CompTIA considers a power supply to be a field replaceable unit, which means when you're going out on the field, you should always have a spare. Now, if you're traveling in car, it's a little bit easier, right? You have a, you know, if you if you work for a Geek Squad or or something similar to that, you could, you know, you're always gonna have those in there. But if you know, if you're walking, it's a little bit it's a little bit more of a hassle. But uh, guys, these power supplies cost like thirty dollars. Please don't try to open it and fix it. It's not, you know, one. They're so cheap. That, you know, any company would have spares. Two, it's very dangerous to open these. You can actually seriously hurt yourself uh, with these power supplies. So please, whatever you do, do not, do not open these power supplies. Oh, the, the fan is bent. You see that the fan is bent. Oh, I can, I can fix it, unbent it. Don't try it. It is not worth it. You know, they have capacitors in there. And if you touch one, even if it's unplugged, you could get electrocuted. So my recommendation is don't open it. It doesn't work, throw it away, get another one. Now, what do you do when, uh, what do you connect these power supplies to? Well, you ideally plug it into an outlet, right? But what you should really be plugging it into is a surge protector or suppressor which is a simple device that's offer protection against power spikes or surges. It is recommended that any electro uh, electronic equipment of significant value be connected to a surge protector instead of directly to a power outlet. A surge protector joule rating indicates how much energy it can absorb before it fails. The higher the number of joules, the greater the surge protection provided. It is recommended to use a surge protector with a rating of at least 600 joules. And it, this is a good idea because a lot of times, I know it has happened to me 
Julian lightning storm where one I didn't have it connected to a power supply and lightning hit and it blew my power supply shut off my computer everything and it was another time that I had now I have a power supply that if it senses a power surge it would shut off everything it was just shut off to protect your equipment from being damaged so at the minimum plug it in into a surge protector your computer do not plug it directly into an outlet now if you want to be a little bit more ambitious you can always plug it into a UPS or uninterruptible power supply which is a battery backup that will keep your critical equipment powered on even if there's disruption in service they provide protection against brownouts when less power is being delivered and blackouts when all power is lost they have a voltage amperage wattage rating which affects how long it can keep devices powered before the battery runs out devices that should be plugged into ups computer systems monitor and critical network equipment you do not need to plug a laser printer into a ups a laser printer will suck all the power out of a ups a laser printer what if you have a laser printer at home a, a smaller one you can tell it's once you stop using it it goes into like sleep mode because it takes a lot of power a printer especially when you turn it on sucks up a lot of juice so it's best that you don't plug in your laser printer into a UPS. Besides, if the power is out, I don't. Why would you need to be printing? You have to be careful with these UPS because what they really are—they're batteries inside, and they're not like your, you know, your remote battery, AA, AAA. They are like block-sized batteries, and like with any battery, they need to be replaced, even if you never use it. They recommend, I think every three years, you need to replace the batteries out of the UPS, even though it's working fine. If you don't change it, what tends to happen is, like with any other battery, they tend to get swollen. And if they get swollen, it is going to be really, really hard for you to take it out. Really hard. And you might end up having to just throw the whole thing out because you cannot take the battery. There's usually two batteries one in the front, one in the back. The one in the front, even if it's a little sold, it's probably a little bit easier to take out than the one in the back. I've gotten, you know, cuts on my hands trying to get a battery that's a little swollen out from the back. So if it says to replace it, the battery every three years, replace it every three years, even though you're not, maybe you're not using it as much. Because if it gets swollen, you're going to have to throw the whole unit out. Another good thing about the UPS is a lot of these come with network cards and what you can do is you can put an IP address on it and remotely watch it or and or control it. When I used to work in corporate, we used to have them all over the country and I would set it up with a network card and an IP address and I can monitor it from different cities around the world. And you could actually set it up that it alerts you via email that the power switches to the UPS. So, you know, I could get an email, I would get an email and then I would call that office and say, hey, did the lights go out? And they'd be like, oh, wow, how did you know? Because the, the UPS has sent me an email. And it'll, you know, so you can control it, you can monitor it. It'll tell you 
you know, you have 80% power, 30% power, 25% power. So then that office could continue working. You really don't, you know, the, the purpose of the UPS is, yes, it can keep you working. But the primary purpose is for you to have the ability to shut down your network equipment gracefully, right? You just don't want, you know, the power to go out and everything to shut off because you don't know what's going to happen when it turns back on, right? We've all had that experience where our computers or our network equipment shuts down unexpectedly. And when we turn it back on, either they don't turn back on or we get some kind of error to it, right? Something happens. So uh, we have to be careful about that. And that's it for power supplies. I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. But before we leave, it's time for trivia. All right, so let's get our trivia question ready, and then that way I'll ask it. And the first two listeners that email me the right answer will win a prize. All right, so here's the question. So you have a power supply that is running at 600 watts or 700 watts. Let's say 700 watts, and your power supply dies. You go to Best Buy. And it asks you, the only two that they have is 600 watts and 800 watts. You know that your computer is 520 watts. Which one do you take and why? So let me repeat the question. You have a power supply that's 700 watts. It dies one day. You go to Best Buy, and they only have one that's 600 watts and one that's 800 watts. You know for sure that your computer is 520 watts. Which one will you buy and why? The first two people who email me the answer will win a prize. My email address is professorjrod at gmail. Dot com. That's where you email me for the answers. And that's it for today's show. Thank you for listening. This has been a presentation of Little Cha Cha Productions. Art by Sarah. Music by Joe Kim Karam. This has been Technology Tap. Uh, be safe out there guys be safe wear a mask and be good to each other until the next episode